0: Hi, and welcome to Simply Happy Conversations. I'm Narelle King, and in this Simply Happy Conversation, I'm sharing how my upbringing influenced my organising habits and behaviours as a kid and now with my own family. I'm sharing some of the organising processes my parents did that I still do with my family and with my clients. I'm dedicating this episode to my parents who've been married for 50 years. Let's jump into this Simply Happy Conversation. Welcome to Simply Happy Conversations. I'm Narelle King, wellness and organizational coach and yin and nidra yoga instructor. This podcast will help you create more time using organizational strategies so that you can start to simplify your life and prioritize your health. I'll be sharing conversations with other health and organizational experts and solo episodes with tips to help you simplify your life and prioritize your health. Today on Simply Happy Conversations, I'm doing a solo episode, and I'm going to be sharing organisation tips that I remember from my childhood that my parents did in our home. As a little bit of a tribute to them, they've been married for 50 years this year, and it's also my mum's birthday. So I thought, what a nice way to celebrate and do a podcast dedicated to the two of them. So both of my parents were extremely organised people. They had like systems throughout the house and throughout their lives, so even for admin. So I'm not really sure if, you know, it is because of nurture and seeing this and living amongst it or whether it was nature and just naturally I've become an organized person and it's part of my DNA because it's come from my parents. I'm going to share those, some few tips that I remember that they did When I was growing up. Remember too that my childhood, there was no internet. There was TV, but it was black and white when I was, um, first when I was young. And then we did get two TVs and we had a color TV. We spent a lot of time outside. I'm one of four siblings. So I have another, a brother and two sisters, and we spent a lot of time outside playing, riding our bikes, playing in a cubby house that we would always be cleaning and setting up and organising. And just coming up with creative, imaginative play. I do remember lots of games of playing teachers and libraries and shopping and those sort of role-playing games in our backyard and in our family room that we had. But a lot of our play was definitely outside. So some of the things I remember is that my parents would freeze food. So they would make like a big batch of something, for example, spaghetti, and then there would be enough for us to eat that night. And then there would be a container and it would be labeled and then placed in a big deep freeze. So we had a big deep freeze and as well as a small freezer that was in the fridge. But that big deep freeze had lots of labeled meals. So lots of extra meals that means that the next week we didn't have to cook five days of the week because one of those meals could come out on one of those busy nights. And that is definitely one of the things that I have implemented in my own family's life as they've got older and they've got sport and commitments after school. And even with my work growing, it's made life a little bit easier having food in the freezer. I also remember my dad doing the shopping. He would write the shopping lists and he would be sort of meal planning what we would have those nights of the week. And I remember having set meals like we'd have pasta on a set night. Maybe it was like Monday or Tuesday night. We would have like a a pie and gems and veggies on a Thursday night. I've integrated that into my own family's life, having the themes on set nights of the week. For us, we'd have like an easy meal on a Monday and Tuesday night when the kids have sport to go to. And then if my husband's working in Melbourne was a Thursday and I used to have staff meetings, that is why we had a Thursday night, which was the easy meal with the, you know, barbecue meat or fish. And potato gems and salad. I remember my dad writing out a list of everything he needs, and we'd have one on the fridge, so if things run out, we'd be writing that onto the fridge ready for the shopping day. I can't remember what the day was, but it was one of the weekdays, was a shopping day. And he would go and get all the groceries. Obviously, there was no click and collect or delivery back then and um bring it home and that would last us for the week. Back then there wasn't like oh let's just go down to the supermarket every night and get something it was like you'd planned it and it was the one shop and it would last for the seven days. I have tried to adopt that in my own life like shopping once a week. Occasionally you know we've run out of something or we didn't um we didn't actually put that on the list and we're having say tacos and we didn't actually buy the taco uh, wraps And so they've got to just nick out to the supermarket to grab them. But generally, I try to plan my meals for a month and then just shop once a week. And that's generally on the weekends now. It's on a sort of a Friday night or a Saturday and have it all ready for the week ahead. I'll also do some meal prepping, at least one or two meals, or maybe do a bulk cook that'll last us, say, one meal during the week and two that'll get frozen, just to make it easier on those weeks when there's a lot of activities going on. Another thing I remember from childhood was my mum and dad would collect glass jars. And they would have the glass jars to be used for different things, like the coffee jars. And I remember my dad using some of those glass jars out in his shed and it had like all these the nuts and bolts. And he had this piece of wood that was sort of above his head that he screwed the the actual cap of the jar into and then you'd screw the jars underneath. So I remember that and I have definitely, out of all the things that I accumulate, is glass jars. I love keeping them. They're, they're just so useful. But it gets to a point I've given myself a section on my very top shelf and once that's full, they have to get recycled. But I do remember that from my own childhood, the glass jars that my parents would keep to use for different things, the sauces that they'd make and stewed fruit in the summertime I also remember my dad's shed being particularly organised. It is not like some of the sheds that I might go into and help declutter. Everything had a spot. So we had extra shelving in the roof. So he'd use some single beds and it's just the base of the single bed, the wooden slats, and he'd have those. And so there was things up the top of the shed that were out of reach up there. And he had just an old kitchen in there that he had you know, other parts um, stored. And it was a really organized shed. He spent a lot of time out there at nighttime, tinkering away and building things and making things and fixing things for us. My mum also had like a sewing cupboard. And I remember that being extremely organized. And, you know, there would be a pile of clothes there that need fixing. And there was containers with spare material in it and all the cotton and needles and things like that. And I remember for birthdays that we got our own little sewing kit that then used to live in with her sewing machine. I remember my parents' washing system. So there was a washing basket and everything would just be put in there. And once it was full, a washing load would be put on. It was a top loader and it would fit a lot of clothes in that one washing machine compared to the size that we have now. And then it would just be put out on the line. I remember as kids, we would help put it out on the line. And then even bringing it in. And then it would be pushed into this cupboard. So underneath the sink was this big cupboard, a double door cupboard. And the dry washing would get put in there. And then it would be at the end of the week. Obviously, when we were smaller, mum would fold all the washing and do the ironing. But as we got bigger and we were in high school, That was one of our jobs that we would get paid for was folding all the washing and also doing all the ironing. As we got older, I do remember my mum was working, so it was easier for her to just do it at the one time at the end of the week. Whereas for myself, I definitely have not adopted that washing system. I'm more of a put a load on as soon as that washing basket is full. And our washing basket is a lot smaller than the washing baskets that they used back in the 70s and 80s, and our machine is a lot smaller as well. So there's always at least one load on and out, and then as soon as that comes in, it is folded and put away in everyone's room so we definitely don't have a washing cupboard it was like a washing cupboard we used to call it and then we would go in there and if we needed something before the washing was being folded go through trying to find that piece of clothing that you needed I remember my mum also cleaning our clothes out at the end of each season so when we would move in from summer to sort of that winter autumn season she would go through our clothes and check that we all had enough winter clothes and then the same at the end of winter going into the next summer and she had it really well organized in the top of her wardrobe because obviously having three girls who were quite close together she could pass the clothes down and so she would have that organized in the top of the wardrobe ready for the next um, size for the next person and then obviously there was my brother so there was just the one boy and then she'd pass off those clothes to other other families in our area but I remember sort of being there with her and going through and going okay does that fit okay that doesn't fit you that goes down now to your sister that doesn't fit you that goes down to the next person and her working out okay we need another pair of gum boots here in the size seven we need one in size five this year. We need one more beanie here. And she would write out a list of all the clothes that she'd need and restock ready for that season. I did this with my kids when they were younger and I probably had a lot more clothes, you know, in reserve for them. People had maybe passed them on to me. I definitely remember that as a kid that My parents would get clothes from friends who had older kids and then, you know, they would be stacked up in the wardrobe. So for my own kids, they would pretty much wear them and then I would pass them on to other people. Because I only have a boy and a girl, I wouldn't need to keep the clothes to pass them to a brother or sister. So I didn't need or I don't even need as much storage For excess clothing that you know you may be waiting to grow into i do have a bit for my son when it comes to the school stuff that my daughters used and then he gets to use but that's really about it i also remember at christmas time that we would go through our toys and we would look at which ones we wanted to donate books if there was games that were broken and we'd clean it all out just before christmas I love doing this with families I work with is just before Christmas the ones that I work with on a regular basis is going through their toys and cleaning them out ready for Christmas and also around birthday times so that we've got an you know an area and enough space to store all the toys that are going to come in from those celebrations. I also remember at autumn and springtime, both my parents cleaning out the yard, so the backyard, so they would have to prune trees in the autumn, ready for winter. There were lots of fruit trees that we had in our backyard. And then there was the roses out the front that I know my dad would look after and chop back in the autumn time. And then there'd be beautiful roses in the springtime. We'd be out there in the yard. Helping picking up all the sticks and putting them into the trailer ready to go to the tip. And it seemed to always happen that, you know, one weekend of the autumn and another weekend in spring where the big yard cleanup happened and it'd be all Saturday and all Sunday. I don't find that we do that here as much. We probably just seem to do it a lot more regularly, like once a month. I find that our yard has a lot more trees. Definitely not as many fruit trees. We're not having to cut back trees as much as what I remember in our backyard that we had when I was growing up. Another thing we did as a family was we went camping and we went camping a lot when I was growing up. We also went on a few really big trips around Australia for several weeks at a time traveling where my dad would have long service leave like up the center of Australia. In his shed was really organized with our camping so the camping tubs and it would have all the things that you need all the pots and things so it would be so easy for them to pack the trailer by just going and getting the camping tubs and putting them straight into the trailer ready to go away in our tent and that's something I did adopt in my own family's life my kids don't like camping as much as they did when they are younger, particularly my son. Still, We still have our camping tubs, which has everything ready. So if we were to turn around tomorrow and go, let's go camping, it's really easy to pack the trailer and for us to get away. I remember our kitchen being really organised and everything in the cupboards had a spot. And it wasn't like you'd open a drawer and you'd be like, where's the grater or where's the potato pillar? Because everything had its home and everyone knew where everything went and it just got placed back in that spot. The cupboards were the same. You knew where things were, like the medical stuff. You knew where your batteries were kept. All those things had a home and you knew where to go find it, but you also knew where to go and put it away. It's definitely one of those things that I use daily in my business with clients is trying to set up homes for things within their home so that you know exactly where to go and find it but also where to put it back when you finished using it. I also remember the linen cupboard being so organized like you knew where the sheets were for the single beds, the double bed where the Duna covers. We had blankets when we were younger but as we got older teenagers we actually had duna covers but I do remember that being really organised and even my mum going through that. because like spring clean seemed to happen every year at about the same time it felt, but maybe it wasn't. And all the cupboards would get decluttered and then set back up, which I do myself in every school holidays. I'll probably go through a couple of cupboards and then the next school holidays I'll move in, move on to the different cupboards. I don't do it really all at one time just because I don't have the time but I do sort of work my way around the house and it might take me a year and then I'll come back and do it again and repeat those. Also, it's great content for social media. Now, when it comes to life admin, I remember as a child, my parents having a calendar. It had, you know, a monthly calendar and it had all the events and they always would fill in what they do or what was coming up onto the calendar. If it's one of the things that they'd say, just go check the calendar, And it was there in our family room. They also had a cupboard in that family room that had all their paperwork organised and then there was a big notice board that had notes because obviously growing up in the 80s and 90s you got notes. There was nothing that was emailed or online and so my parents would have their newsletter and all the notes organised on this big huge pin board and our artwork was all shared and placed up there and I think that's something definitely that I have incorporated into my own family but also with my clients is having that pin board to display the artwork. I feel like it was like fortnightly that my mum would take all the pictures off artwork and put the new pictures up and then she might have kept some and the rest sort of went in the recycling. And that is something I encourage because once you display it, children are more likely to then let go of it because it's been displayed, it's been acknowledged, that the work that went into it. So that's something I really love using with my clients but also my own kids. They had these pinboards. We had it actually on the fridge and then when it moved from the fridge, it actually went into their bedroom and then from their bedroom, generally it went in the recycling. There was only occasionally a few pieces of work that they wanted to keep and then I remember them having like a writing desk that was sort of near the front door and that had more your stationery and it had all our medical records were all kept in that area We also have a calendar, a monthly view calendar. The other really nice thing about the calendar is it's become a family tradition. At Christmas time, we take it in turns, the families, my brother and my two sisters' families, of doing the calendar. And it's so beautiful now that our our children, so the grandchildren, are actually designing the calendar. So they have photos of all their nephews and nieces and they design how it's going to look and then my mum and dad get a copy of that at Christmas time. So it's really beautiful that it's something that they've had when they we were growing up as kids and now obviously we didn't have photos of us when we were growing up, it was just the calendar that they bought from the Newsagents. but now just to keep this beautiful tradition and they now have images of their grandchildren and they're still able to record the things that they've got coming up in their lives in a visual so they can see monthly view of all the things they have coming up so I would say that majority of the things that I use in my work and with my own family have come from my own family and come from my parents and my upbringing the only one that I am not bringing forward with me was the cupboard full of washing that is definitely that was like this doom that you would have to go through and try and find your own. I was like, I'm never doing that in my own family. Everything else, I would say, I really am extremely grateful to both my parents for the way they brought me up and sharing their organization skills with me and, and the strategies that they did so that I can impart them with my own family and the clients that I work with. So, thank you, Mum and Dad, for all all the work and all the organising that you've shared during my upbringing. So if you've loved this episode, I'd love you to go and leave a review. Also, jump over on social media and tell me some of the things that you remember from your childhood and the organising tips that your parents did. Thanks for listening to Simply Happy Conversations. Thank you so much for joining me for today's Simply Happy conversation. If you'd like to reduce your paper and digital clutter and free yourself from the overwhelm of clutter so that you can claim back time and space to enjoy the things you love, head over to simplyhappy.com.au in the resource section and grab the declutter checklist and start to reduce your clutter even with small amounts of time. I'd like to acknowledge the Wathaurong people of the Kulin Nation on which this podcast is recorded as the traditional custodians of the land. I pay my respects to their elders, past, present and emerging.